Do you love maple syrup? Ever thought of making your own? Blaine's Farm and Fleet makes it easy with just a few key items. Stop in today for some friendly advice and all the supplies you need to tap and gather your sap. Goodman's Jewelers. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. It is 5.05 on August 27th, 2019. And in for Pam Yonke, I'm Josh Scramlin for the Midwest Farm Report. Our beloved farm director is in Alaska right now. You can follow along with her trip on our Facebook page, just like the fabulous farm baby. And you can see all of her uh, nice farm tour photos from Alaska and much like myself, become very, very jealous. I think last I checked, she was in Juneau, Alaska, which looked like a lot of fun. This morning, we've got a lot going on for you before 6 a.m. Ag meteorologist Stu Muck will join us with the weather right around 520. We'll talk to dairy farmers about what they think about some recent Gen Z comments. And thanks to our friends at Rural Mutual Insurance, the Farm Report has got your free tickets to Farm Aid as it rolls into Wisconsin on Saturday, September 21st. Willie Nelson, John Mellencamp, Neil Young, Dave Matthews, Brothers Osborne, Luke Combs, just to name a few. That's not even the entire lineup, but we've got your free tickets thanks to Rural Mutual Insurance. So just head to our Facebook page, fabulousfarmbabe.net. The link is at the top of our Facebook page. Make sure to click that and enter for your chance to win those tickets. It's 5.06 on a Tuesday morning, and the Farm Report will be right back. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual. The number one farm insurer in Wisconsin now sells industrial hemp insurance. With decades of experience in agriculture, protect your hemp operation with leaders in the field. Visit RuralMutual.com slash farm. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. You know, a building is just that, a building, but what happens inside can be magic, and that's what's happening at the UW School of Veterinary Medicine on the UW-Madison campus. Tyler Mack is a Pennsylvania native that chose the UW School of Veterinary Medicine for the relationships he could forge with those professors. You kind of get the opportunity at the University of Wisconsin to really, like, pick the minds of all these brilliant people. For me, for example, when I would go on externships during the summers or go to places and I would see different things, I could bring back what I saw and talk to them about that, get their opinions on the matter. As some of the professors used to say, these are tools for your toolbox. Tyler Mack is now a graduate of the UW School of Veterinary Medicine and has decided to practice in Wisconsin. But the school needs more space for incoming freshmen. Find out about their expansion project, how you can write a letter, send an email, or pick up the phone in support of the UW School of Veterinary Medicine online. Animals need heroes to too.com. We're still in the dog days of summer, even though we've had some what would be described maybe as some nice sleeping weather in the evenings. We're probably in for another couple of good spurts of heat. This is Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And Josh, you've got a lot of warm weather maybe to look forward to yet. How do we deal with that heat where animals are concerned? That's, that's a touchy thing. 
It is certainly a touchy subject, and that's a good question, Scott. Josh Scramlin here on the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. It's summer, and temperatures can get hotter than all get-out, and keeping animals cool can be a challenge as temperatures continue to rise. Now, this is even more difficult when animals are moved to new places, such as fairs. And, uh, you know, there's been fairs going on for the last month, and there's still a good number of county fairs all throughout the state of Wisconsin taking place in the upcoming weeks. Rima McClone recently sat down with an expert and learned how you can help your animals deal with heat stress. Doesn't it always seem like your county fair falls on the hottest weekend of the year? And for those of us who show animals, making sure those animals are staying healthy during that heat can be something that seems a little difficult, especially when they're in a new place. Bernie O'Rourke is the Extension Youth Livestock Specialist with a teaching and extension appointment through UW-Madison's Animal Science Department. And she shared with me some hints and tips about keeping your animals cool during the heat. It's fair time in summer, and so the kids are super excited about showcasing their animals. Um, youth that have been in the project for a long time are used to kind of managing their, their projects through many different types of temperatures. You know, they, they take such great, great care of them at home and during the, the times of year through the winter, spring and summer that they have them that they're, you know, they are just really attuned to their projects and take super great care of them. Some of the new uh, members that are maybe coming up into the ranks of showing their animals will certainly get some experiences. And um, the humidity and the temperatures going together certainly can provide some heat stress uh, for our project animals at the fair. So what are ways that kids who are showing these animals can help to mitigate that heat for them? Sure. There are um, lots of ways that we can kind of manage that and hopefully as they work with um, the fairs and housing and facilities, you know, those are kind of the, the main things. But as an exhibitor, kind of the first things that they just need to be aware of are just signs of their animals going through some heat stress. You know, what should they be looking for? And, um, you know, panting and open mouth breathing are kind of those first initial signs that you should see um, animals going through some sort of, sort of stress. Um, they'll certainly might have some uh, lack of coordination, you know, as we as people sometimes go through heat stress, we certainly get dizzy and are unable to stand real well. Similar things happen, happen to animals. So, you know, knowing the signs is kind of the first and foremost kind of thing to, to really be managing. And then the other thing is to make sure they have all the opportunity to get to water that they can, make sure their water buckets are full all the time. At the fair, provide as much space as you can for the animals in the pen. Um, if you need to sacrifice the, the, the blessed tax space that we all enjoy at the fair to play cards and all that fun stuff. But we also need to make sure we have lots of room for all the animals to spread out. So those would be a couple of really big things. Um, have fans available and make sure the air is moving over the animals as best you can. Um, those, are the, those would be some really key things to keeping your animals cool and happy during this, this uh, time of year and this, this week as it's going to be really steamy. Um, some other things I would, I would really mention in terms of, like, transportation or at the fair, you know, make sure you're not using straw. Straw is really kind of an, an insulator for bedding. If you can use shavings or even wet the shavings so they can lay down on something wet, especially for the pigs, um, that will also help help them cool down too. 
Yeah, and when you talk about maybe transportation, getting these animals to the fair can be a stressful thing in and of itself with having to take this trailer ride, but it can get warm in those trailers too. Yeah, for sure. And we really make sure and encourage people to make sure you've got all your, um, you know, plastic um, ventilator kind of holders in there that you've had over the winter. Take all those things out. Make sure there's ample air movement through all of the panels of your trailers. Um, really haul in the early morning or late in the evening. Certainly all of those times, if you, if you do things in the early morning, in the late evening, when it's cooler, uh, that usually is a, a best time to be transporting animals. So really keep that in mind as you schedule out your plans. Um, you know, and also, again, providing some wet bedding. Uh, if you're hauling for a long period of time, uh, I know swine people like to make um, kind of buckets of, of frozen ice through um, milk jugs and just lay them in the trailer. And if the pigs need to cool down a little bit more, they just lay on top of those. Those ice milk jugs, that's something I've never even heard of or would have thought to do. That's really cool. Yeah, and, you know, just as, as long as they've got some access to just relieving, you know, relieving themselves in terms of the heat and oppression of this humidity that we're going to have, those are some key things. Um, you know, another trick or another tip is I know it's always important to kind of make sure you have your feedings equally. You know, if you feed two times a day of your animals um, morning and night, it's, it's uh, perhaps encouraged not to give the full feeding in the morning, especially to our beef and sheep or, or any ruminants, um, because they'll be digesting all of that food um, and feed during the hottest times of the day, so throughout the day. So it's really encouraged to maybe give the larger portion of their feed uh, towards the, um, your evening, the evening offering. And so when they're digesting their food, it's happening during the coolest part of the day through the evening. So you oh. talked about fan opportunities as well. If, if people are wanting to put fans out for their animals, what do they need to know about? Sure. So fans are, are crucial. It's absolutely crucial to have. And, you know, if you've got, uh, you know that you're going to probably be in this project for a while, I would really encourage you to invest in some good fans. Um, you know, buying your, your local household fan at Walmart really isn't going to cut the mustard for keeping animals uh, cool. You know, investing in a, in a good fan from a farm supply store or something on that order really is in your best interest, especially in the long term. But um, those will provide the amount of air velocity that you're going to need to move a bunch of air over your animals to stay cool. Um, so I'd really encourage uh, students and youth to invest in a good fan or a couple of them. And then um, so, some things to consider is just management of it. Um, some of the fairs will have certain rules related to the fans and how they can be positioned around your pens. So make sure you um, observe the rules of the show um, related to that. Most fairs make them, uh, they need to be mounted or wired in in some fashion uh, so they are not in the way of fair goers or where uh, fair people could get injured. So um, try and keep, and it's also important because you really want to move air over your animals. So keeping it higher up in the air would also um, lay that advantage out for you too. Um, observe the cords and extension cords. Keep them up and away from animals chewing 
or other fairgoers um, tripping and, and hurting themselves. And if people do see signs of heat stress in their animals, what should their next steps be? Well, the, the most important thing would be, especially if you're at the fair, and if, if we're talking about this at the fair, is, is really trying to get um, that animal cooled down, offering water, making sure it's got its drinking, uh, make sure it's, um, you're able to rinse. And um, if you can't cool down uh, the animal in a, in a really short period of time, um, you might want to consider uh, involving a fair veterinarian or getting some insight from the superintendent and other leaders and adults uh, around the swine barn or beef barn or whatever project animal you're exhibiting that can assist you in, in getting this animal cooled down as quickly as possible. Um, you don't want to use ice or any of those things unless really needed um, because that can also shock the animal system too, right? It's just like uh, drinking really cold water uh, after baling hay or being outside. Um, it tends to shock our system. So, um, you know, just making sure they've got enough water um, uh, if, and, and making sure they're intaking water and staying hydrated, that's going to be the most important thing. And these these animals, a lot of people might get concerned about them, but honestly, sometimes they get treated better than the kids that are showing them. <laughs> Absolutely. I think they um, tend to forget about themselves. Um, you know, they, they're right on top of their animal's knees, and that's, and that's awesome, and that's what it's, what it's all about. I think we always take care of our animals first, and then we eat supper. Isn't that how it goes? So uh, animals, we eat supper when our animals have ate supper. So, um, yeah, these kids have got them super dialed in, excuse me, super dialed in, and, um, you know, I just really think they've got a really good essence of, of where their animal's at, and if they start seeing signs that aren't correct, they're, they're pretty on top of it. It's just on this heat, heat stress stuff, it, it um, can go pretty quickly if an animal, um, you know, is feeling heat stress in the wrong direction really pretty quick, and we see that a lot in pigs. Uh, pigs don't have sweat glands, so they don't have the ability to get rid of heat. And so that's why pigs wallow in mud to, to keep cool. And so we just really got to watch pigs really closely uh, as compared to other animals. Do you have any other tips for helping to keep animals cool while at the fair? The only thing sometimes with facilities at fairs, uh, some places have new buildings, some places have, you know, older buildings, um, so the only caution I'd really have for, for those that maybe have older buildings where the animals um, on the edge of the barn might see sun uh, during different times of the year or of the day, um, you might want to have some tarps or some other abilities to provide shade so those animals are always in the shade no matter what time of the day it is. Um, but also be mindful when using tarps or some of those types of uh, materials that it can also trap heat. So make sure while you're providing shade that you're not also trapping heat in, which again can make the situation worse. So if you're concerned about your animal's ability to maintain proper heat and temperatures during the fair, just listen to Bernie's tips about making sure to provide water, uh, putting feedings maybe later in the day, and also making sure to provide shade. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Reba McClone. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
TDS Fiber, the future of Internet, TV, and phone service is expanding to more communities. Register now at tdsfiber.com slash radio. Enjoy Internet speeds up to 1 gig at your home or business. That's 10 times faster than 100 meg from cable. Plus, change the way you watch TV with our whole home DVR. Can't get that with cable. Powerful Internet, premium services. Go to tdsfiber.com slash radio to register, learn about bonus offers, and more. TDS Fiber available in certain areas. See website for details. At Sloan Implement, we've been helping farmers just like you for 88 years. Innovative John Deere precision farming technology that'll save you money and time. We have 60 RTK towers covering 12 million acres in Wisconsin and Illinois and 21 specialists located at 20 Sloan locations to assist with your John Deere machinery and precision farming needs. At Sloan Implement, we're farmers at heart too. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Reclaim water from cow manure? Wisconsin-based Aqua Innovations proprietary nutrient concentration system delivers pathogen-free organic fertilizer, fewer trucks on the road, and a balance between growth and the environment. Aqua Innovations, here for good. And by Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net, Facebook, and Twitter. What she lacks in classical dance training, she makes up for in loud. It's the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Josh Scramlin filling in for Pam Yonke. It is 522 on a Tuesday morning. And that brings me to be joined by my good buddy, ag meteorologist Stu Muck. Stu, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Josh. I'm doing just fine. How's things there? They're good. I was looking at the weather map, and it looks like it really depends on uh, where you're at in the state, and you could be seeing mid-70s, or you could be seeing uh, mid-80s in the next week. That's how it's going to work. There's a big difference with uh, the air masses that are around, big difference with that rainfall yesterday, officially at La Crosse, 2200s, 3600s at the airport in Madison, the airport here in Fond du Lac, an inch and 3400s. Dell called in for North Fond du Lac, two gauges, an inch and a half and an inch and seven tenths. Well, that's kind of behind us. The cool front's pushed off to the east today, but a disturbance, an upper level disturbance drops in out of the northwest. Could account for a little rain later today or into the evening. I don't expect that to be a real big deal, but it does mean that we are going to cool off a bit into Wednesday. We'll turn those temps around for the end of the week. I'll add the forecast right after this. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise. Who's there even when times are hardest. Whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil. Who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. 5.23 on a Tuesday morning. I'm with my good buddy, Ag meteorologist Stu Muck. And Stu, how are the crops looking over the next week? A little too much, I don't think so. It's probably going to soak in and really help things move along. And I'd expect today with some good sunshine, there's going to be that chance of a late afternoon shower or an isolated thunderstorm. Mid and upper 70s expected today. Mid 70s east and south, warmer in the west. The west winds 5 to 15 could gust near 25. A small shower chance yet this evening, and we'll clear it out later on. Falling down toward the mid 50s, the west winds about 5 to 10. Mostly sunny Wednesday and a little cooler. 
An upper 60 in the east, mid-70s in the west. West winds 8 to 18 and a bit gusty. And by Thursday, I expect some sunshine. But by later afternoon, a small chance of a shower or a thunderstorm. Still warm, in fact, up around 80 or the very upper 70s with strong southwest breeze. That rain chance just lasts into Thursday night, Josh. I'd expect another chance of rain to start our weekend. All right, Stu, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Are you fairly fit but would love a little edge up? Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? MSculpt may be your answer. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle-building technology called MSculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. MSculpt works. One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling the shine and diamonds but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days they may have that traditional feel that traditional customer service but they also have the new modern looks of today stop in and take a look at their jewelry case talk to the staff find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create go online goodmansjewelers.com Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai Tankless Water Heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. 
servicio a tiempo parcial en la Guardia Nacional del Ejército hace posible que esté presente para la comunidad a la que llamo hogar. Soy un mejor vecino porque mi servicio me ha enseñado lo importante que es ser miembro de un equipo. Mi capacitación me ayuda en la escuela y en el trabajo cuando enfoco la atención en los detalles de la tarea que estoy realizando. La Guardia Nacional del Ejército me ha enseñado el valor de mostrar respeto por las personas con las que estoy en contacto cada día. Mi servicio también me permite estar ahí para mi comunidad de maneras que otros no pueden. Ayudo a mi ciudad a recuperarse después de desastres naturales. Mi servicio en la Guardia Nacional del Ejército me permite mantener a salvo de amenazas a mi país y a aquellos que me importan. También trabajo con un grupo de profesionales que me ayudan a tener éxito y cumplir la misión. Además, los beneficios de educación de la Guardia Nacional del Ejército hacen que tener una educación superior sea una realidad. Visita nationalguard.com para saber cómo tú también puedes vivir y servir a tiempo parcial cerca de tu casa. Patrocinado por la Guardia Nacional del Ejército de Estados Unidos en el estado de Wisconsin. Transmitido por la Asociación de Emisora de Wisconsin y esta estación. Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. When their employees live where you live, that's Wisconsin Strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin Strong. When your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin Strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. RJ, I don't know if you uh, put this together. I admit I did not until I heard one of the national shows that I was listening to driving out here to the Oaks this morning. You know, the, they're, they're calling it week zero of the college football season, which I think is very clever. Uh, there's only four games uh, tomorrow, but the, the primetime game is a pretty good one, Florida and Miami. And I had totally forgot that Manny Diaz is the coach of Florida. You know, he was the, or the coach of Miami. He was the coach of Temple for 17 days before <laughs> he took the Miami job. Basically, Mark Richt retired after the pinstripe bowl rj i could argue that the badgers basically retired or ended mark rick's coaching career because back-to-back -back losses to wisconsin in the orange bowl and pinstripe bowl including that just shellacking you know the 31 nothing beat down last year basically wisconsin put mark rick out to pay yeah they, they i mean like you guys mentioned earlier too i mean bo pelini got fired shortly after wisconsin put a shellacking on them uh Yeah, you lose to Wisconsin in back-to-back -back bowl games. I guess that'll end your career real quick. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it seems like Wisconsin has that kind of capability to just get uh, get people to realize they're not good. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see that game uh, tomorrow night. I mean, I'm, I'm Florida, not to, to because we're Badger-centric here, RJ, but, you know, obviously – The SEC, right or wrong, gets so much love. And, you know, did I see this right? Is Florida really ranked eighth in the country, RJ? Uh -huh. Yeah, that kind of surprised me, too, uh, when I saw that. And I mean, I was like, like, did did would, their season really go that well last year? Right. Like, I, I mean, we have some questions, certainly, with this team. I want to get to that. But, I mean, on a neutral field, I feel whether it's a regular season game, RJ, or a bowl game, I'd I'd take Wisconsin right now over Florida, and that's the eight, according to the pollsters, that's the eighth best team in college football. I'm just not seeing that. 
Yeah, I I can't say I am either. I'm, uh, I mean, you're two years off of a four and seven record. I guess you kind of rebounded last year um, with what three losses I mean, maybe on the coach, year, but still, yeah, yeah. I just boy, that that seems extreme, doesn't it? For for to be the eighth ranked team in the country. Anyway, I didn't want to get sidetracked on that, but I thought that was an interesting side note, RJ, with uh, Manny Diaz. All right, speaking of Florida, South Florida, so we actually had a listener kind of call out Wisconsin. Now, we talked about this last week, and, you know, keep in mind this is not a Power 5 school, but, you know, Central Florida, not South Florida, Central Florida, who's in this same conference, you know, this American conference, you know, tried to claim a national title two years ago. They did beat an 11-1 Auburn team, the same Auburn team that beat Alabama, who won the national title in a bowl game. Um, you know, how legit is this conference? Because here's what I was getting to. South Florida, yes, they lost six games in a row to end the season, which is crazy to think about. But, RJ, they were 7-0 and at one point last season. Like, what do we make of, like, this conference and this team, South Florida? Well, they're, they're returning a lot from, uh, from last year, uh, both offensively and defensively. You're returning your top two rushers. Uh, one of which was a thousand-yard rusher last year. You're returning your uh, quarterback, who was a transfer from uh, Alabama, I believe. Um, and you know, the, the offensively, I mean, there are four of their top five receivers are returning, three wide receivers, one tight end, um, and I mean, they have a lot of guys who put up stats last year returning on the offensive side of the ball. Now, defensively, I mean, they're returning a lot of guys too. But, uh, you know, with a team that was given up almost 250 yards rushing last year, that's one way to to lose a lot of games. So um, I, I'm not sure what that says about a lot of the defensive starters returning. And, yeah, they, they did start out well last year, but, I mean, they beat Illinois. Um, <laughs> I, I, as It's not saying much, uh, and... Yeah, their their schedule got a little harder as as their conference schedule came up, but um, it it does seem to be a little more of a task, at least looking at what they got returning on paper offensively um, to, for this Badger defense, and hopefully um, we can see the Wisconsin offense get you know time of possession uh, well on their side and moving moving the ball keeping that clock running, keeping the defense rested, and hopefully that'll turn into a lot of good things happening on both sides of the ball for the Badgers, which is possible to happen. Todd Novak is a representative in the Wisconsin legislature and the chair of the task force regarding water quality. I was able to catch up with him at a recent field day to understand more about why he wanted to be there. Well, it's uh, kind of showing me firsthand um, and other legislators what what we've been hearing across the state, um, practices that farmers are doing um, to control runoff, nutrient management plans, and... Um, um, you know, soil management, and so it's it's a hands-on day, so it's kind of nice. You know, I've been sitting in hearings and water quality hearings for months, and it's nice to be on the farm and actually see uh, what we've been hearing about. And as and as we've been traveling across the state, farmers are very uh, have come up with great initiatives. They've done some great things, so it's just great to see firsthand. 
And you were very engaged throughout the entire process, asking a lot of questions, but also having a lot of comments and background knowledge on it. So what was maybe something you were looking to get out of today? Um, to, you know, today was experts. And, uh, you know, we talked to an expert that does uh, nutrient management plans and the county conservationist is here. And so, you know, as we sit in the Madison and at the, through the task force and we're coming up with ideas, I wanted to throw it the, the people that are on the ground whose ideas um, were going to affect what they thought. And so that was kind of nice for me to, to hear, oh, that, that's a great idea or yeah, you, maybe you should tweak that. So, um, so yeah, that that's why it's important to talk to the people on the ground instead of us sitting in Madison and uh, trying to make decisions that affect people that we haven't really talked to. So, and what's the number one piece of information you'd want to bring back to your fellow legislators? That some of the stuff that we've heard that you know a lot of these practices um, are newer, like cover crops, for example. That is really something that is is risen to the top that we're hearing about all over. Um, you know, I heard a lot about cover crops today and that, you know, maybe we need to, to help farmers do more cover crops to, for, for uh, management. Uh, nutrient management plans is something we hear about a lot. And uh, um, so trying to get more farmers to do nutrient management plans. Um, so th- that's kind of what we're, we're taking off from the ag piece of, of water quality. And, um, you know, as I say, and I'm always cautious, farmers have let me know that they're a piece of this water quality puzzle and they want to be part of the solution. So that's what's been, been great as we've gone along, as the farmers have come to every hearing and uh, testified and has said what they're doing good. So, um, you know, ag is a piece of this. So and it's great to see the farmers come to the table. Yeah, and you've been talking about those hearings, and I know you've gotten through most of them, but you yes. still have a few left. How have those been going? What have you been hearing? What have you? What are your new understandings, maybe? Well, you know, the egg piece, we've kind of, um, we started in southwest Wisconsin, which is, is the nutrient egg piece and and um, contaminant issue. And um, and so we now we went up north for a little bit. So it's a whole different thing up there. Um, and we were in Milwaukee this week, which was lead pipes. Um, we are heading to Green Bay and Marinette na- next. If you've read a lot of headlines, PFAS, which is a chemical contamination, has made the news. So that's an issue we're studying next. And then we will end up in Menominee and Superior where there are other issues. And that is what's difficult about this is there is no one state solution for water quality because the state geographically and topographically, top- topographically is so different that an issue down in southwest Wisconsin you know, we can fix that maybe with some tweaks. Um, the Central Sands is totally different, you know, and so that that's what's interesting about this is trying to put everything together. And are there any things that you're kind of taking away as maybe the first steps that you might be looking into? Yeah, we need to look at some programs um, to um, more funding for um, like the farmer-led watershed groups, um, different things like that. Well replacement, we need to help some some people just need some help with replacing their well. We also have septic systems that are outdated and stuff. So there's things like that. Those are easy things. The hard things is going to be, um, you know, coming up with more um ideas this is going to be a long-term solution as the state geologist has told us this is generational some of this has been going on for generations so it's going to take a while to get to to get more than one legislative cycle to to help everybody out and why did you want to be involved in the water quality task force 
Um, well, as it all kind of started because uh, Iowa, Grant, and Lafayette did a water study, and the first initial results last November came out, and there was uh, 42% of the sampled wells, which is about 300 wells, had a contaminant in it, and that drew my attention and Representative Trannell's attention. Um, so we talked to the speaker and said, we really need to get on top of this water. You know, we're hearing more and more about it. And so then um, he decided to create the speaker's task force on water quality, which is 16 members, bipartisan, Senate and Assembly, and and we're on a roll. So uh, we'll have 13 hearings under our belt. We've been going since March, and um, we'll finish up September, do a report, and then make some legislative recommendations. And anything I'm missing right now? Um, no. Um, I, I think, you know, it's it's water is a moving target, literally. Um, but it's great to see so many stakeholders come up and testify, groups that you wouldn't even think uh, would be in the same room together. And everybody is, is like, all right, let's work together and, and come up with a solution for this. And so it's been great to see that happen. That was Wisconsin State Representative Todd Novak. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Reba McClone. America has always been about working hard and achieving dreams. Nowhere is that more true than in the construction industry. Since 1987, Associated Builders and Contractors of Wisconsin has trained thousands of highly skilled and highly paid craft professionals in communities throughout the state. Our 12 registered apprenticeship programs at 11 Wisconsin Technical Colleges help the best and brightest turn dreams into dream careers. Learn more at abcwi.org. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Cleary Building Corp. They protect what you value. Visit clearybuilding.com to see the Cleary difference. Equity Livestock Cooperative. Marketing your livestock, financing your operation, and supporting the livestock community. And Wisconsin Farm Bureau is celebrating 100 years as the state's largest general agriculture organization. Join now at wfbf.com. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. And as a cooperative, our member owners understand this firsthand through benefits like our patronage program, which gives profits back to member owners. This year, Compere Financial is paying out more than $150 million to our member owners. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual, the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, now sells industrial hemp insurance. With decades of experience in agriculture, protect your hemp operation with leaders in the field. Visit RuralMutual.com slash farm. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Good morning, filling in for Pam Yonke. It's Josh Scramlin for the Midwest Farm Report, taking a look at your agribusiness news and your opening markets on a Tuesday morning. Corn farmers are pushing President Donald Trump for more corn demand. Rural America is feeling the impact of the Trump administration's recent granting of 31 small refinery waivers to big oil companies across the country. The waivers are only adding to a list of farmer concerns about markets, trade, and crop conditions. 15 ethanol plants have either been shuttered or idled over the past 12 months, and one of the most recent plants taken out of production is Poet's Cloverdale facility, with Poet specifically citing the most recent waivers as the reason for their decision. As demand for ethanol drops because of the list of waivers, it's more likely that other plants 
will follow. A National Corn Growers Association news release says President Trump appears to be reconsidering the actions of the EPA. The NCGA is currently working with members of the administration and Congress to share solutions to help boost corn demand, and the NCGA is asking corn farmers to submit comments directly to the EPA, asking them to take action. Farmers are losing patience with tariffs and trade negotiations, and the NCGA says the president needs to remember his promises to American farmers. Now taking a look at those opening markets. Right now, cash corn is at 358.5. That is no change. The new crop corn is at 367 and three quarters. That is down three quarters of a cent. Cash beans sits at 847 and a quarter. That's down six and a half. And new crop beans are at 860 and a quarter. That is down seven cents. Cash wheat is at 471 and a quarter. That's down one and three quarters. And new crop wheat is at 473. That is down two and a quarter of a cent. As for dairy butter sits at 219 and three quarters. That's down three pennies. And black cheddar and cheddar barrel are both unchanged as black cheddar is at 188 and cheddar barrel is at 166 and a half. September milk is at 1725. That is unchanged. And October milk is at 1749. That is up nine cents. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 years and 80 minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity Windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity Windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243, or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? M-Sculpt is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high-intensity electromagnetic contractions with a 30-minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches. M-Sculpt is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves. And it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. M-Sculpt is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. The possibilities are endless. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Recently, I was in St. Paul, Minnesota for the Dairy Experience Forum, a three-day-long conference that took a deep dive into the current state of the dairy industry. I was excited for a lot of the things that they had going on there, but one of the things that I was most excited about was a consumer panel made up of people from the ages of 18 to 21, otherwise known as Gen Zers, give their opinions on the dairy industry. Now, needless to say, this group of young people from the Twin Cities said a lot of things that didn't really go over super well with everybody in the room. It's not as though the comments were malicious or had bad intentions. It's just not really what dairy farmers want to hear. After the panel, I caught up with two Wisconsin dairy farmers, Tina Hinchley and Laura Daniels, and I asked them both the exact same questions. For starters, this panel talked about real food, but failed to really give a concrete definition as to what real food actually is. 
As a dairy farmer, what are your thoughts on this real food situation? First up, Laura Daniels. Yeah, I thought that was one of the more interesting parts of of the panel discussion. And real food, the way that they described it was what was important to them, was uh, more um, a highlight of how they looked at real food. For example... There was one young man who is clearly very health conscious, and he was very interested in dairy products for the nutrition that they deliver. However, on the other side of the of the panel, there was another young man who was all about Butterfinger ice cream. It was all about taste. It was all about experience. And they both of them didn't really see it from each other's perspective. And I just thought that was really interesting. It's all about their value, and, and we have to uh, take how we're explaining dairy products and make sure that we put it into language based on what they're looking for. And now Tina Hinchley's thoughts on real food. I think real food to some of the youth is stuff that isn't processed, um, stuff out of gardens or fresh fruits and fresh vegetables. But the fact that these kids didn't even think about that and that that wasn't even in their selection of purchase um, not realizing that their purchase power makes a difference um, I'm thinking that uh, they're going to mature and as time goes on their their choices are going to be much more influential later on. As for my second question, throughout the panel, all of the Gen Zers were talking about random chemicals. What would a dairy farmer tell a person that is worried about random chemicals? On that random chemical, uh, you know, chemicals moving from one farm to the other, what my takeaway on that was not so much like what my message would be. My takeaway was how important peer-to-peer information is. They believed each other. You could see other panel members Even if somebody said something that actually isn't true, the other panel members were listening and shaking their head in in agreeance because that peer perspective is so incredibly important. Just goes right back to the fact that we we really have to meet them where they are. We have to get to the platforms and to the places where those discussions are taking place. We probably need some younger spokespeople if we're going to get our products. as part of that discussion. That was Wisconsin dairy farmer Laura Daniels, and now here's Tina Hinchley. Well, I know personally as a dairy farmer that a lot of consumers are concerned about antibiotics. They're concerned about hormones. And when they learn that the marketing tools that are out there that are used to help them make the decisions on the products that they're buying, that a lot of those labels are misleading. All milk is antibiotic-free. All milk is hormone-free. And when they are told that and understand it, it's an eye-opening event for them. So random chemicals, they, they simply don't know what's in our food. And that's why, as farmers, we need to have transparency. We need to open up our farms. We need to share with them what we're doing and why we're doing it so that they can be more understanding of what what's happening with their food that that they're able to purchase. And now for my third and final question, one of the most interesting things that a panelist said during this focus group was, quote, I would never just pour myself a glass of milk. Now, as a person whose overall livelihood depends on people consuming dairy products, how would that make a dairy farmer feel? To answer, here's dairy farmer Laura Daniels. Okay, so I'm like one of those uh, in the in the minority dairy farmers. I don't worry about that. 
because if they are um, using other dairy products, if they love cheese or they're they're you know making shakes with whey powder, um, hey, we're good. You know that that didn't offend me um, because I know they all said they're consuming dairy, lots and lots of it. Um, I think it's our job. It's our job to figure it out and, and, and create foods that are healthy and taste great, depending on what their values are. we got to get it there. And to round it out, here's Tina Hinchley. For me, it's hard. However, I do have a daughter that is at University of Wisconsin in Madison, and she watched this. And she said, you know, Mom, this is what's going on here. Same thing in Madison. Um, in the, the, the food halls, there's almond milk, there's soy milk, there's all different choices. And a lot of the, the choices that are available to these students, it's easier. And if they don't feel or understand the ethical animal handling, uh, that can sway them to think that almond milk is, is better or safer for the environment. However, once they find the facts and realize that it's it's not the case. Um, the nutrients that are in whole milk from dairy are far above anything, and it's not added in there. Um, and if they're looking for a product that is going to help them um, as an athlete, you do need to incorporate dairy in your diet. To get the full story on this Gen Z panel that I saw in St. Paul, Minnesota at the Dairy Experience Forum, head to fabulousfarmbabe.net. Also, I want to tease something that we have got going on tomorrow that is going to be a very, very cool story, and you're not going to want to miss it. It's probably one of my favorite things that I have done since joining the Midwest Farm Report. Uh, tomorrow is August 28, 2019. That is going to mark the one-year anniversary since Pebble Knolls Dairy in Brandon, Wisconsin. That's up in Fond du Lac County. It's going to be one year exactly since their dairy farm was leveled by a tornado. And Normally, people would just close up shop. They would call it quits, but not the Wetzel family. They are the owners of the farm, and over the last year, they have rolled up their sleeves. They have gotten up every single morning. They have completely rebuilt their farm. They've got their entire dairy herd back, and they are clicking on all cylinders. So I made the drive up to Fond du Lac County this past weekend, and I spoke with the owners of the farm, Eric and Danielle Wetzel, and they were such amazing people. They gave me such a fantastic interview, and you can just hear in their voice, how difficult the last year has been. So we are going to be airing that tomorrow right around 5, 10 a.m. Also, we cannot talk about this enough. You have got a chance to win a free pair of tickets to Farm Aid that's happening Saturday, September 21st in East Troy, Wisconsin at the Alpine Valley Music Theater. The lineup is absolutely ridiculous. Willie Nelson, Neil Young, John Mellencamp, Dave Matthews, uh, two of my personal favorites in modern country music, Luke Combs and Brothers Osborne, are going to be there. It's an event that you do not want to miss. And thanks to our friends at Rural Mutual Insurance, you have got a chance to win a pair of tickets. Again, thanks to Rural Mutual. So head to fabulousfarmbabe.net, click the Rural Mutual banner, and enter your name for those farm aid tickets. It's August 27th, 2019, and for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.